0: Hello and welcome to today's edition of the fight against COVID-19, what's really going on, a CGTN radio podcast that brings you everything you need to know about the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Shane Bigham. In this edition, we'll look at the recent signals by some countries to lift travel restrictions on Chinese travelers. Japan's health minister says the country will consider easing COVID measures on those entering Japan from China. Data from the country's health ministry show that out of 10,400 travelers from China between January 13th and 19th, fewer than 120 people tested positive for COVID, that's less than one percent. Meanwhile, the South Korean prime minister suggested visa curbs on travelers from China should be lifted earlier than scheduled if infections ease in China. The curb is currently in place to limit short-term visas for travelers before the end of February. China says its decision to require COVID tests for South Korean arrivals is a reasonable response to what it calls discriminatory entry restrictions targeting China. Foreign Ministry spokesperson Mao Ning says China opposes politicizing COVID prevention measures and calls for more international communication to help normalize people-to-people exchanges. Regrettably, a handful of
1: countries have insisted on taking discriminatory entry restriction measures targeting China. China firmly rejects this and is reasonable to take reciprocal measures. We always firmly oppose the politicization of coronavirus response and deem that discriminatory restrictive measures against China should be lifted. We are willing to work with other countries to create more convenience for normal personal exchanges between China and other countries.
0: For more on the restrictions targeting travelers from China, Li Dongning spoke with Hu Naijun, associate professor from the School of Public Policy and Management at the University of the Chinese Academy of Sciences.
2: As COVID measures eased, we've seen a resumption of uh, international trade and people-to-people exchanges, etc. How will this impact China's relationship with the rest of the world?
3: Of course, from economic point of view, from political, social, cultural, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, from every point of view, we need people-to-people communication. Uh, our world are becoming a small village, and we need international cooperation, international trade, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, for example, in uh, before the pandemic, the consumption makes nearly fifty percentage of total economic growth, but the newly data has shown that in the last year the consumption only makes about 30 percentage of total uh, gdp growth so we can say that without the foreign people's consumption foreign people's tourism foreign people's accommodation purchase we, we will face economical ch- uh, challenges not to say political exchanges not to say culture or uh, other kind of exchanges so i think this kind of resumption of uh, people-to-people or international travel, travel is very important economically, historically, or politically.
0: That was Hu Naijun, Associate Professor from the School of Public Policy and Management at the University of the Chinese Academy of Sciences. The World Health Organization says COVID-19 remains a public health emergency of international concern, the highest form of alert. It's been three years since the alert was first declared. The WHO said the world is in a better place than it was a year ago when Omicron was at its peak. But given that the number of deaths remains high compared to other respiratory diseases, as well as insufficient vaccine uptake and the uncertainty associated with emerging variants, the WHO said the pandemic still requires careful management to mitigate potential impacts. For more on the challenges and opportunities brought about through living with COVID-19, Tianwei had a conversation with WHO spokesperson Margaret Harris.
1: About the latest statement made by the World Health Organization about uh, COVID-19 remains an emergency. Uh, However, we are seeing countries are making their different uh, approaches to this uh, uh, global health emergency. What does that mean?
2: so the decision that was made or the advice that was given to us by this independent emergency committee was that was for the world it's global advice and it says this is where the global situation is and the global situation does remain a public health emergency of international concern but we do recognize that different countries are at different stages or or have different situations in their own communities so no country will be exactly at the same point but this was a characterization of where we are as the world now i'm sure
1: dr harris you have also been hearing from the chinese side uh, stating that the current wave of covid 19 is quote unquote coming to an end now how is uh who your organization looking at these different uh, um statements and approaches by countries of WHO member countries of
2: WHO the the numbers coming out of china suggest that that now the surge is passing that's very good news especially for the chinese people so that they can um at least enjoy the time together during the spring festival but It doesn't mean that you say it's over. It means that you still must be vigilant. You still must be watching what happens next. This is an unstable virus. It keeps on tricking us, so we all have to really keep remain vigilant.
1: Transition, of course, is another key word I uh, pay attention to in the statement put out by the WHO. You know, uh, what does that mean? Eventually, Uh, how is that going
2: to be defined? There are not official set down laid down criteria and one of the reasons for that is that every public health emergency of international concern we've had has been very different so we've had quite different ways in which uh, a transition has occurred for instance for ebola it's quite often after all cases are finished and there were clear criteria but for other diseases the criteria were not set hard and fast. So again, that's why each of our emergency committees that advises on this are all made of different people. They're not the same committee. Um, there are people with that kind of expertise who can say, now, this is where we are now. This is why we think looking at the global data that we're moving into this phase. And that's the advice they give the, the um, Director General, Dr. Tedros, and he is actually the one in the, in the end who says, okay, Yes
0: or no? That was Tian Wei speaking with WHO spokesperson Margaret Harris. With that, we end this episode of the fight against COVID-19, What's Really Going On? Subscribe to our podcast for another episode filled with facts, stories, and opinions concerning the global battle against the novel coronavirus. For more detailed stories about the pandemic, visit radio.cgtn.com or listen to our current affairs program, The Beijing Hour, online. Drop us a line on our podcast so we can provide you with even more content that interests you. I'm Shane Begum. Thanks for listening.